Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Westworld Season 2, Episode 6, it's called Phase Space. So full spoilers for the episode, as always. So, where to begin with this, because we actually got, usually we get like two or three of the plots and we'll ignore one. This episode actually had a little bit of everything in terms of the plots. Yeah, and not necessarily for the better, it feels a little unfocused compared to an average episode. I think that's fair. I think there's a lot of great moments. There's a lot of standard scenes. But it it doesn't feel like it comes together as an episode. It's a bit scarce shot. So the annoying thing is, is last week was shorter and we said we could have shortened the Dolores plot a bit. I would have put all the Dolores plot of this this episode in last episode. Yeah. And that would have freed up this one a little bit more, made the last one had a bit more, you know, be a bit more dense. It it would have felt like it had a bit more weight to it last week, yeah. rather because it, it feels like they just kind of cut the, this out. Yes, it it kind of does. Um, but I guess it's because they want it to line up for the final moment. It's not actually just the final moment. I mean, it, that kind of link, links into it, but I think it's just a, a sense of as much as there's a few timelines, a lot of them are happening at the same time, and I think it was a case of that the, the train thing has to happen at this time because it lines up with two or three other timeline things. Uh, and they don't want to split them up because that, that would just make it possibly more confusing than it needs to be because we have, okay, this is the same time as that even though we've been jumping around kind of thing. So Yeah, see, I can see it would have worked. Though. You know, you get the train at the end of last yeah, episode. Yeah, no, that's true. And then you can still have, you know... When Elsie reacts to it, yeah. Right, yeah. and then you can still have them have the moment of the end in the, I, on the map. I mean, it does confirm, though, that that Bernard stuff with Elsie is taking place at the exact same time as the Dolores stuff with, with Teddy. It does, it does, and uh, I think unless Bernard unless they where can, I have unless they gone. completely swerve us with some other big thing that shakes the building. <laughs> yeah, Bernard is where I have the most of my speculation. I think there's definitely speculation to be had there. Uh, why don't we start with Bernard then? Uh, I mean, or, we have to start with the opening scene. Well, actually, before we even talk about the opening scene, uh, I want to talk about the concept of the cradle. Yeah. Yeah, because we heard about it last week, and yeah, we we heard about it, and we we speculated that it was maybe backups of everything, and that, that actually turns out to be quite true. It's the backups of all the hosts, and they specifically mentioned as well is that it can simulate all the plot lines, so they can actually run simulations of things working and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, all right, okay, so we got that. So a lot of data there, of course. And the big thing is that Elsie and Bernard when they get back into base and they're looking through it. They're like, this is strange. The cradle is responding to every t- you know, every single time someone tries to like fix the system. The cradle's fighting back, and it shouldn't do that the cradle's not in and of itself a sentient yeah. thing and like well we can't check it from here you know Bernard's like okay we have to go down manually and they go down there and Bernard has more of his flashbacks of taking the, the host brain from the place and he's like okay I, I did something here as well and we see a bit more of that but he, he's like oh you know what just jack me in right just go for it like this is the way we'll find out because you know Elsie's trying at the computer it's not working he's like just jack me in and it's okay so he goes into the brace and the, the thing comes down takes his brain out and puts him into the system and the reason why I wanted to start here yes. is because when it goes into the system, he arrives in the train just like the start of any Westworld story we've seen in the past, right? Yeah. But when he does this, the aspect ratio changes. And this is why I wanted to start here, because the only time we've had the wider aspect ratio is in the opening scene from the first episode with Dolores, and then again this episode we had a similar scene. Um, which immediately makes me go, okay, they're linked. Yeah, and I, I think this just this concept opens up a lot of doors. You know how I've been oh, it opens a ton of doors. <laughs> you know how I've been speculating how Bernard has actually been on a loop 
in the 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 present day thing you know the two weeks yeah, later that yeah. they're, 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 they're investigating Which, worth mentioning him. worth mentioning actually just to, on that point at one point charlotte in this episode does say it's been almost a week so if this if it's true that it's been two weeks and it might not be but if it is what I mean, it makes sense. We're on episode six, so I guess that actually lines up with the, the time of the episodes. Give or take, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we're about halfway through that two-week time period. But uh, you know, I've been thinking, okay, he's on a loop somehow. This would be a pretty easy way to do it. They've introduced it. Yeah. Um, they 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 stick his brain in there and just run the simulation over and over, right? Possibly. I'm not like. They could swerve us with that, but because that stuff's not in the aspect ratio, you know, in the uh, the wider aspect ratio. I think that's the point. I think that's the swerve, because I think it's too, if they show us that as well, it's too obvious, right? It is. I'm not. I I am fully willing to jump into this is actually much longer than two weeks, and they know Bernard's a host. I don't know if I'm ready to jump into all that stuff and the the furthest timeline is all simulated. Mm, okay. I don't think I'm ready to jump into that yet. Interestingly, one of the things you were theorising back in episode one is that that scene between what appeared to be Arnold and Dolores was that the swerve was going to be that it's actually Bernard who has become Arnold in some way. And you were hitting at the right points, although not quite exactly. Because no. it turns so, so this scene starts and you know he's doing all his Arnold speak, he's talking to her, and the things he was saying was making me go, well, I guess that theory was wrong because he's actively talking like Arnold would at that time period where he's talking about you know, you might become something, and should I end that? You know, he's, he's theorizing about that, and then he says, "I don't know if it's my choice to make." And Dolores says, "No, no, no, that's not what you said." And, and I'm like, "Oh, wait a minute! Like, oh, 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 what's oh going boy!" On? So he's not become Arnold, at least not yet, but she's trying to make him into Arnold. Yeah, I think the key point to take away from this is, you know, at, at the very end, you know, he says, "Why, why are you doing this?" And he says, well, "It's a test." And he says, "What are you yeah. testing for?" fidelity yes which yeah. of course we know is the the, the big thing that you know, we kept being told in the tests for jim delos is it was a fidelity test yes it's a big thing and of course fidelity in this context simply means the accuracy of the copy that you're yeah. making it is the accuracy of what you're trying to duplicate and in that case it's interesting to me that at some point dolores is trying to do this with arnold and bernard's body which really leads to my question is when the hell is this taking place? Because it could just be the furthest in the timeline, but I don't know. Part of me thinks this is before the the future stuff that we've seen before with Bernard and the, and Charlotte and the, the mm, trips okay. and, and stubs. I don't know why, but for some reason, especially since that's taking place in the aspect ratio, I'm thinking all this is actually inside the, the cradle. The simulation. No, yeah. I, I agree with that. I'm wondering, is is this... A, so we know, or or we, we I say no, that's a, a bad word on this show. Um, if, based on the, the future furthest timeline that we got, we saw Bernard say that he was the cause of all those hosts being, being drowned, right? Um, I mean, maybe that's something he could do from inside the cradle. Maybe, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking... Whatever he did, whatever choice he made, because he seemed to regret whatever he's done. He, you know, he looked on it in horror. Mm-hmm. Did Dolores kind of turn him into Arnold to make that choice? And now he's in, back to being Bernard, and he can't quite remember everything he does yeah. as Arnold. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. There's something fascinating to me: the fact that Dolores would want Arnold back. 
it's such a an interesting relationship, isn't it? It's, like, he he's kind of her her father and her god, her real father, not not yeah. Abernathy. Her real like actually creating her, but again, it blows that lame with God because it's not even just that he he followed her; it's that he actually from scratch he built her. He right, exactly. He 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 literally gave her life, and I wonder if she is actually in a place where she's not trusting herself anymore. Like she's she's acknowledging at some point that she doesn't know what she's doing, that she thinks she did, but she doesn't, and she wants guidance. Is that why she wants Arnold back? Maybe, maybe we because obviously Arnold was the the guiding voice. Yeah. That, that, that took her to sentience and do, does she see this as almost repaying the favor because uh, i think it's interesting to say you know this um uh, arnold here at, at the the start uh, you mm-hmm. know in the arnold personality um you know he says you know his choice is between the unknown and an end which kind of sounds like okay is the you know the end would be of Dolores be... and the hosts. Well, well, you will see. This is what I'm thinking though. Is, is alternatively, could the end be death and the unknown be, you know, uploading himself? And this is oh, Dolores almost trying to help him realize that by, by, uh, you know, fostering this personality into becoming. Because because when he said that, my my first thought was he. This is early in the timeline because this is before the reveal, right? Mm. I was thinking. He is saying, does he end this program before it goes too far? Because he's, cause he actually says to Dolores, I'm scared of what you're becoming. Like You could yeah. become something scary. What, 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 and what will you do? What, what, what will become of this place and what you are? And, and, that. and he said, so when he said that, I was thinking, no, no, he's choosing to, the unknown being letting her and the host develop into something. Well, that's oh, it definitely, life, that but, definitely yeah. plays, yeah. Yeah. Or the end being, do I just shut this all down now? Do I just call it quits here because of what could happen? Uh, and clearly, he made the choice. If if that is the what he's posing there, the choice he made was to let to let it live, which would maybe you know tie into Dolores wanting to return the favor in some way. Yeah. She has life because of him, uh, because he made that choice. Uh, it's it's fascinating. There's, there's something really wonderfully cyclical about it. The idea of the chicken and the egg, and yeah, like I mean, obviously we know Arnold came first because he's the human, but we're we're, we're getting to a point where he made her, and now she's going to remake him, and then. Yeah. You know where do we go from there, and there's just something to that. Yeah, uh, it's fascinating. But the aspect ratio does make me assume, assume pretty confidently that this is taking place inside the cradle, or if not the cradle itself, then a similar simulation, maybe uh, elsewhere. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, th- I think it's clear to me that the aspect ratio is is telling us outright is a simulation. Do you know what I like about it as well is the cradle they said is for simulating the stories and working on them. So I like that it gets more cinematic with the wider ratio because this is where the fabricated stories are made. Yeah, it's clever, isn't it? There's a nice little touch to that. Uh, even though I kind of wish it was just always in that ratio because I think the ratio looks better. And there's particular moments in this episode of Maeve going through a field like Gladiator and I was like, oh, this could use the wide ratio. <laughs> this would look great. Yeah, no, I agree. But Resident. I can appreciate the, the choice to use it for effect rather than just, you know, okay, we're in that ratio. At least here... It has a purpose in jumping between them. I like the idea that, that uh, Chris Nolan, Jonathan's brother, of course, uh, the course showrunner, uh, you know, Chris maybe watched season one after it aired. I mean, he's a busy man, he doesn't have time to watch TV week to week. You know, he, he got some time. I'm sure he got some previews. Eventually. Uh, ah, he's too busy. He was, he was too busy prepping, you know, he was shooting Dunkirk at the time. He's too, too busy for it. So he's, he's watched season one, he's, he's got to it later, he's binged it. Had a free weekend. And he phoned up his brother, Jonathan, and said, hey, more aspect ratios. That's what you need in season two. You need some aspect ratios. Forget timelines. 
aspect ratios. <laughs> yeah, you've messed with timelines. We did Memento together. I remember doing Memento, right? We've played in that 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 pen. Time to get with the the aspect ratios. Yeah, yeah, that's where it's at now. <laughs> Uh, so of course he's in the cradle and obviously we were getting quite late in the episode when we came because we first we saw him wake up in the cradle and we cut away and then when we came back to him inside the cradle it was after Elsie you know, felt the train and we cut back in t- inside I was like okay this is clearly setting up for mo- most of this cradle stuff's going to be next episode it's too late in the episode now to really yeah. delve into it but he's walking around he sees the dog and he looks like he's looking around he sees Dolores he sees Teddy and part of me was thinking oh is he, go- is he going to be the one that picks up the can is he going to go with Dolores is that going to lead to the other stuff I don't know but he goes into, into the saloon and you, you, the piano's playing and then you just see the reflection hello old friend and that's your cliffhanger that's what you leave on you and obviously we've been talking about, you know, to what extent is Ford still in the system because he's been, he's had this yeah. game all set up. And especially when we got the, you know, the, the Bernard took one of the, the brains of, based on a person, mm. we were going, okay, was this Ford, right? That and was it, one of our guesses. Yeah, it absolutely could be. And even with Ford in here, that brain could still be someone else. We don't know, this doesn't confirm that's be. what he's it, doing it, there. No, it, it could be a case of this was him uploading Ford into the system. Could be, could, or it could be something else entirely, yeah, and a big swerve coming. Yeah, it could be someone else, but uh, very well, it could be as well. It could be Ford. So I, I think you know we were theorizing. Okay, to what extent is Ford still in there? Uh, I think earlier on we were more convinced it was just like coding, like he'd set up this game, and you know, almost like he like a dead man switch. He had all these things in place, you know, kind of mm. like Jigsaw and Saw. That's a weird comparison, but you know, like... Uh, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, but then we, we had the episode with Delos, and the, the, clearly they're trying to duplicate human consciousness, and it's like, well... So... And this is, this is the question, like, is this truly Ford, like, completely? Or is this just an imitation? Yeah, that, that is the question, because I think it's worth noting with, with Jim Delos, they obviously had the backup to a point where he was functional, right? And it was only once they put him into a body and react him with the real world that he crashes. Yeah, inside the simulation, is it more sustainable? Yeah. Is is Jim Delos knocking around in one of these somewhere? But then, I mean, it's worth mentioning, between those... Well, not the final time we saw him, because we saw him in present day, but between the final time we saw... Like... You know, those tests were taking place over, like, 30 years, right? Yeah. So, and I don't see Ford and William as being overly chatty in that time. They clearly had a strained relationship. So it's a question of how far did Ford get without William knowing? Absolutely. And I think it's it's quite possible that that Ford managed it and and William didn't. Because, I mean, think of season one. The whole season is is Ford's doing his own thing. He he's always ahead of the game. Whatever all of his coders are doing, all the best coders in the world are here, and he's running circles around them, right? Hmm. I'll tell you what, though, going back and watching season one again now after season two, especially the more we get of this Ford stuff in the cradle, and you know w- w- how accurate this is, and is it really him? It will certainly put his sacrifice in the final of season one and under a different light if he knew he was going to be uploaded. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Because it's no longer a big moment for him. It's just a okay onto the next next body. Essentially, he'll get there. Yeah, which is why I think there has to be a catch because I, th- I think for that moment to still play on a rewatch and for it to still have to still have some sort of element of sacrifice, some sort of element of selflessness on his part that he wants to give the host this chance to to be what they are. But 
I think it's I think it's almost interesting if that's not there on a rewatch on on a first time you think that's what it is, but then the reality is now he's just a selfish bastard like everyone else. Well, that's that to me thing. is fascinating. But that's the thing. If we are we just going back to theorizing that he is just playing God and he is not in any way uh, relatable or likable or justifiable or sympathetic? Maybe that's fascinating to me though. If it is. It's fascinating to a point, but I feel like there has to be... Because I think learning that he was trying to finish Arnold's work and he just realised there was a tougher way of doing it. Like, you had to go the long way. There was no rushing it. Yeah. That was fascinating to me that he secretly was not just doing what we thought was the bad thing the entire time. Reverting it back round to know he is just being selfish this entire time kind of might ruin that for me if that's all it is. I think the outcome depends on what his aim with the man in black is. What's he trying to uh, what what's he trying to push him into? Is he trying to push him to be a better man or is he, you know, trying to push him into being something else? You, you got some speculation? I do have some speculation on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to jump to that speculation? We'll, we'll jump to the Man in Black stuff with his daughter then, uh, Grace. Uh, obviously, she outsmarts him a little bit. She, she spots an ambush. The, uh, the her One of her first lines was extremely meta. Just, a, shall we acknowledge my presence now? <laughs> uh, yeah. I got a good chuckle out of that. That was a nice touch. Uh, but, well, I mean, there's one big main scene with them, which is by the campfire. Yeah. And... He like sits down and because at first she actually he's actually questioning if she's a host. He's like, "Is Ford sunk so low that he built a host after my own daughter?" And she's like, "Oh, grow up, Dad. It's me." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know they, they, they sit down and at one point you know she, she's a very you know she, she she does kind of try and prod him and poke him a little bit because you know she's like, "Oh, uh, I got invited. Charlotte invited me to the Raj. I hadn't been here. So I loved it as a kid, so I came back." And she she meant and she tries to like sort of almost antagonize and be like yeah and I'm you know I'm old enough to go to the pleasure pleasure palaces now so I went in there and rode some more for a few days and he's like clearly uncomfortable because she's talking uh, about having sex. I love the touch that that is though she's hitting back at him because when she says oh you know I always used to like the Raj as a kid mm. he's like oh yeah it was your favorite but I, I remember but you but you were scared of the elephants. Well this is what I was getting to. Yeah. You were scared of the elephants, and then she says, "No, I love the elephants. It was Mum who was scared of the elephants." Because, and then she adds on, and she was she was never convinced that this place wasn't dangerous, that this this place couldn't hurt her. Yeah. Right, which is an interesting thematic point in and of itself. Yeah, it's it's it, uh, it but just to take this at face value before we delve into anything else, just the idea that you know uh, the man of like, or William, as, as he would have been to his family, was just so caught up in this that he never he didn't pay them quite enough attention as he should have and it kind of blurs together for now, him that is the lately option I, I agree with that that works yeah. for his character getting that out of the way yeah. before we speculate that, I agree that that works with his character and it may just be that and that that's fine that'd be great but but him mix I mean because obviously old people you know Ed Harris is an old man they, so if they tell me that he's you know starting to have memory issues completely believable Believ- it yeah, is normal it is yeah. But, one can't help but wonder, in Westworld, is it possible that he's not in his original body? And is it possible that Ford's entire thing is leading Man in Black, a.k.a. William, to this realisation? Is that the point of what he's doing? I think, yeah, I think it's quite possible. I'm not 
I'm not ready to, to to put money down on it yet, but the pieces are starting to line up. What I love about it is it would it would be a really great little twist for him as a character because if he realizes that he's been like a copy this entire time, it paints his memories of trying to do this with Delos and being like disappointed and seeing that Delos wasn't working. It would like that would be like a true shock to him that this was like so good that he didn't even realize and he's been like this for how long. Uh, the other thing that would really work about it though. And this works either way, if he's actually a host and it's about him realising that and realising that he has humanity, or if it's not that he's a host and he's just him, he's just a human being, then either way, it's about getting to the point where he kind of regains his humanity. And that works either way. It works if he's a host or it works if he's a human being. Like, because we've seen that he's become very, you know, inhuman. Cold, shut off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we said from the first episode of the season, his arc is going to be regaining humanity yes. on some level. And if it's just, if, if it's just, he's a human being who's lost his way and he regains his humanity, that's still a great story and I'll be pleased with that. Oh, absolutely. But uh, if it's if it's a literal gaining of humanity in a host body, I mean, that's, that's arguably a little bit more interesting maybe. I don't know. It depends who you ask, I suppose. Here's a possibility that Alan just thought of. There's a way here that we could get young William and Man in Black together in the same scenes. If Ford built hosts of William, to, like oh, as a reflective man. thing, like hey, look at your younger self, look at who you used to be. Do you, do you know what I just I'm just taking the idea of so, you know they they let's say they've got the the technology where they created the 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 host brains based off of you know the 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 human. Yeah, yeah, the original sort of planted, like, right. copy them. Yeah, you know, like, like they were trying to do with Jim Dallas, but, you know, let's say Ford accomplished it, right? Mm-hmm. Can you take a backup of that? from a? So say they, they make that when you're 30, and then, you know, they put it in the body and it lives out till it's 70. Is there still a backup of the 30-year-old in there that they can just pull out and put in another body so you can have the 30-year-old interact with the 70-year-old? I think so. I, I think I think it gets a little bit uh, sketchy in the sense that, like, is this the real person? Like, you know, when you copy it over like that, is it still the real person, or is it just multiple copies? But it does make sense that there would be, and and that that feels like that could be where the show goes with its line of questioning next. So, you know, the first season yeah. was: Are the hosts alive or not? Right? Are they people? And then. If we delve into you know, and it's it's kind of confirmed as well, it, they can be, yeah, yeah, yeah. To to, to your so, point, yeah, we've, we've got a couple of examples clearly where we're, we're, we've reached with, with sentence, there. yes, yeah. So that that's answered for all intents and purposes. So does the show delve into, okay, but what is a what what is humanity right at that point? Like, is a copy still the person? Oh, absolutely. I, I think since the start, I think any AI any AI story of any kind is about what is humanity. It, oh, it's called humanity. Uh, if it, if it gains sentience and feelings and but but the, is is the copy still the person? Is is a is a really interesting question for it to to delve into. Honestly, my answer, I mean, whatever the show might do, I don't know, but my answer to that question is both. It is both the real person and a copy, because it, it still has all the person's memories. It still feels like that person, therefore it's still that person. But it is still a copy. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, no, it does. It's it's the classic. You can do it without robots, and yeah. uh, you know, it's the classic. Okay, you know, you're 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 disintegrated and rebuilt exactly as you are with all your memories. Are you still you? Yes. 
and not. Yes, and right, exactly. And, and it, but it's a big philosophical debate, right? It depends on who you ask. So I think it's it's really interesting to me to see, okay, if the show goes down that route, how does it prod these questions? Hmm. Uh, but hey, so so that's, that's that's a fascinating little thing. And it might not go where we we we, we dived into a, a, a pit of ideas there with the Man in Black, possibly. Um, and you know, part of me thinks like, you know, well, maybe we don't need another. Oh, is this person really a host twist? Right? Maybe we don't need that because you know, to be fair, we've, we've pulled that card before. We've played that we card. Have. We definitely have. And maybe it is just a case of his his own humanity, and that would work as well. But it does make me wonder him him not having that memory. It does make me think that, like, even if there's not actually, maybe if it's still he's still in his body right now. But what if it's a case of the man in black is dying, and he gets to the center of this game, and the point is Ford says, "Hey, I achieved this. You can continue," or something, or like there's possibilities here. I think, I think what's really fascinating to me is. Why does Ford want him to, to succeed? You know, why if if he, if he is a host, why does he want him to do it specifically? Why does he deserve it? Assuming that Ford is a good guy, and I kind of like to believe that he is because I'm a softy. Uh, I think he feels guilt. I think assuming he was paying attention to when William was first in the park because we we never saw really seen Ford during that time period. No, uh, not all. Assuming he was paying attention to that. I wonder if he feels guilt that he actually took his humanity away in the first place. That the park did T- this turn the good man bad. Yeah, and he wants to try and reverse that. Yeah, no, that that, that tracks. Yeah, so I, it could be that. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, there's so many possibilities. They could totally swerve us on all this, but they could. Yeah, this is where my mind's uh, working. And, and and that's the thing that this is why this is such a, a frustrating episode for me in that it gives me so much to think about. And theorize, you know, and all these little things, but as a as a narrative in itself, as a you know, as a, an hour's entertainment, it's like it, it feels a, l- a little bit lacking. Just kind of weird. I just got too many plot lines. I, I, I think yeah. you're overcomplicating it. <laughs> it's just too many. I, plot I don't lines. know. For me, it felt like you know, it didn't it didn't all come together. Even though they like you know, they they had the physical moment or at the end with the train, mm. it all ties together. The the episodes a whole never never clicked together for me even though all these things i'm really excited by yeah, that's fair i mean just one plot in too many i think is, is my yeah, quite possibly my yeah. diagnosis of this one but uh i still pretty i still liked it a lot though because like all, all the individual plots were all doing things that i liked uh, yeah, yeah. we had um again we mentioned charlotte earlier mentioned it was been a week this seems to be when she calls out for help now that she has abernathy who gets nailed to a, a chair poor bastard uh, it's very, uh, you know, uh, crucifixion-esque. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's the first thing you think of when you think of someone yeah. being nailed to something. Yeah, but it, just the, the, the way it's... Uh, the, the same points. You know, arms and feet. And I wonder if that... Um, is there something to read into there about what data he's got inside him? Mm. Like, like is, he, is, he, is he being crucified for all of the host sins? <laughs> But he will be reborn once they. I don't know. I'm, I'm okay. stretching, but okay, no, uh, it's. I don't know exactly what's in that. I'm still thinking it might be the, the the copy of Jim Delos that you know because like, like we say, okay, they were trying for thirty years, but they have to be saving that data somewhere to to start over, and it looks like it wasn't in the cradle, right? Because otherwise, anyone could have accessed it from there. Because you know they, they would. I don't think they'd just leave it lying around in the cradle. 
I mean, it depends if it's like only in one place. If it's like, yeah, you know, was it not just would it just not be near where he was because that's where they'd be using it? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know. Uh, like, I, I mean, it might be how I many. Maybe they may make a big deal about where that that is, but they might never even get. They may never mention it because it's not. No, important. they might not. Whereas, no, I, exactly. I don't know. But it's it's the only guess I've got right now as to what's in it. Yeah. Uh, so, so we have this uh, new Irish character who's sent from Delos with his with his squad, and they make fun of Stubbs a little bit. Uh, and you know he's there and he's he's shouting commands. It's actually quite funny because he because again they they tie into the whole train thing because they look down at the map and they can see the train moving yeah. <laughs> as it's coming. Uh, but that was that was basically that plot. Uh, it was it was pretty show. straightforward that yeah. stuff. Uh, Dolores and Teddy. Uh, you know, he comes in. She's at the piano. Uh, interesting that she was at the same piano as Ford was. You know, obviously he was in the simulation, but still, I just you know. No, oh, no, it's a nice link. It bookends the episode quite yeah. nice as well. But he he comes in, and they've got the two techies there, and they're questioning them. Oh, where's you know where, where would they take Abernathy? Where would they go? And they don't even really know. They're like, oh, well, Charlotte never told us where they take him. I mean, I mean maybe they. You know. And then without hesitation, just mid sentence. Teddy just walks up and shoots one of the guys in the head. One one of the small things I really loved here is is just before he shoots it, Teddy's kind of off to the side, and we're in his head, and all all the things that the that the techie's saying are kind of just muted out in the distance, mm. and what you can hear is is a fly buzzing, and it really harkens back to you know in season one or early on, it's like oh no, they couldn't hurt a fly, and you know and that was it, and Dolores slaps the fly, and that was one of those yeah. early moments. It really reminds me of that it's like okay. This is proven that he's kind of off the rails now. No, that's that's, that's probably a, a nice callback, actually. That's a nice little touch. Um, my favourite part of this, though, is the look in Dolores' face afterwards where she goes, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> it's it, No, no, it's... it's. I'm kind of turned on by this, but shit, what did I do? No, 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 no. Armistice was turned on. Armistice likes the new Teddy. Dolores is having doubts about what she just did. <laughs> Dolores <laughs> is having doubts that she may have just made a serial killer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Ar- I mean, not Armistice, sorry. Uh, Angela, not Armistice. Armistice is in all the scenes. With, she's she's yes. with uh, with Maeve and all that. Angela. Angela looks turned on by the new Teddy. Dolores, not so much. Dol- Dolores I, is really starting to think, maybe like, I shouldn't have done it, it, this. Do you know what it is? It's the fact that Teddy's taken control and she thought she was the one in command. She's the leader. And now Teddy's just doing things based on what he wants. Oh, he's, he's not yeah. following her plan. That may be it. I actually kind of like the idea more, though, that she she uh, is like, oh, shit, I wanted them to be more ruthless, but not this ruthless. No, no. <laughs> like, no, I, I think it's interesting, especially since I expect her arc to go there eventually, where she maybe realises that she's been going about this the wrong way, that maybe realising, oh, shit, by just doing this to Teddy's brain, I've made I've him... I've ruined him. Yeah. Like, I've not given him a choice. I've taken that away. And now he's, yeah. now he's just this no, brutal, brutal murder. Uh, you know, and... Yeah, so so they unhook the train and they leave the guy for dead in the train and they let it go flying into the, the base. Boom. Looks pretty good. Yeah, looks pretty good. Uh, but no, that, again, really simple, real thing. Which is why I think this plot could have easily just been put, all put in last episode. I agree. Um, may, maybe the maybe the stuff with them looking at the map as well, because I think that would tie in better with actually seeing the train than with the uh, the Elsie stuff. Yeah, the Elsie thing is just a nice way of placing it. Yeah, I, I think that would have worked on its own, you're right. Uh, but, so you've got that, but of course the one plot we've not talked about yet um, is Maeve. And if you'd, 
asked me last week if we're only keeping one Japanese character with the main team, which one would it be? I don't think I, I would have guessed Japanese Armistice. <laughs> I don't think that would have been the one I guessed. I'd, I'd have gone with either of the other two. Yeah, Akane I thought was the one who was going to go uh, with them. But of course, you know, she she gets her daughter's heart, or her surrogate daughter's heart, and she kind of holds it close. And Maeve has went full god mode, though. She walks out of that... Oh. That, that building and she's like these two samurai are about to take her on and she's just like meh and it's like just okay stab him slip my one through it that's yep. it uh, and then Musashi insists on the, the main bad guy like no 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 let me duel him you know and yeah. Maeve lets him do it because she's like well you know I don't want to take away his choice like you know I'll, I'll, I'll order the people who are going to hurt me but it's, like, it's the complete opposite of Dolores' approach right it now it is and it's funny because she has way, way more power than Dolores does she does, but she's she's not being she's being manipulative against you know the the threats to her yeah and, and her friends obviously, but she's not forcing them into it. Uh, I know I know there's been some debate as to whether you know Hector truly you know if Hector does mm. love her and have free will or if he, it's just kind of a, a byproduct of the programming. I don't think he's he's got free will. I don't think that, but it, whether or not she's outright like programmed them to love her, or if that's something that developed naturally. I think it's maybe maybe up for debate. Yeah, no, that's true. But whereas you know, Dolores is straight up going, "Nah, you're not good enough. Let's let's hack you into something uh, that's more appropriate." And is maybe regretting it. And I think the big difference between them, especially, is later on there's a moment where even uh, Sizemore, kind of like like when when she when she thanks him for getting to like where her daughter might be, he he actually kind of like smiles for a moment and kind of like almost questions himself, like, "Is she real now?" Like. Like she, this is gratitude. She's actually thanking me, and it, it seems real. Even yeah. he, who's you know, probably the most cynical one when it comes to like can the host oh, be people. Yeah. Even he has a little moment where you know maybe he's like, maybe he's just kind of shrugged it off now, and he sort of said, "Okay, now that was whatever." But for a moment, he he was questioning it. But uh, so we have this duel uh, between Musashi and the bad guy, and it ends with his hand getting cut off, and then seppuku with a decapitation. So he gets proper thought- laid. Uh, one, I thought the the CG on the hand looked a little bit rough, just on the stump. Which was, mm. uh, I, I thought it was a little weird, given that the show has had some pretty fantastic CG. Maybe that's just that. one that's hard to fake, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. It, it just stood out to me. But I thought it was really interesting with the Seppuku. He, he, you know, because he stands over him like he's going to de- decapitate him. And I thought he was going to do it before he gets to commit the Seppuku, right? No, like, I, I, him I, at that I, moment. But he lets him have it. Yeah, I think it's like... He lets him do it for the honour, but then ends it quickly so he's not suffering while he bleeds out. Yeah, but I thought it was interesting that yeah. he let him have the moment, or he let him have the honour first. Yeah, yeah it just kind of shows what sort of character he is. He, yeah. He's kind of the honourable samurai, which is interesting because I don't know if I... Because he's kind of the, the, the Japanese Hector. I don't know if I'd say Hector had that same honour. Like I, I don't think he did, no. Yeah, but yeah, so they end up getting to the, the, the fields uh, and they get all redressed and... Uh, this, this is after, of course, they drop off uh, Akani and uh, Musashi at this at this temple where they want to stay because you know this is our home. We will defend it, you know. And again, Maeve's like, no, free will, and you know she she gets that quoted back to her. You know that yeah. they want to make their own choices, so she goes with them and they come out. Uh, I love that we've got uh, Japanese armistice with us because she's got a bow and arrow, and it's just it's just a little bit different. You get everyone sort of together, uh, and when Maeve goes off to find her daughter, uh, Lee actually makes a call, and it's interesting. That I think that Lutz. It's kind of like, what are you doing? You're betraying her, and then he, he walks off. Yeah, she she he's off to go and help at the moment anyway, because obviously uh, you know Ghost Nation have have showed up, and he's of like, course, we, yeah, sh- yeah. we should go and help out. 
Whereas Lisa, no, that's more like, no, this is this is the perfect opportunity to get out. Yeah, that's Colin. Get, get out of here. And, you know, Maeve, like I said, we had these very gladiator-esque moments of her walking down in the field and, like, feeling the feeling the, the grass and, like, you know, remembering holding her daughter's hand. It's all very tranquil and it's all very good. And she gets down there. And it was funny because it was the music was so swelling. You know, not quite happiness, but almost happiness. It was kind of like, okay, she's really excited. There's a lot of yeah. emotion here. And that was what convinced me that what was about to happen was going to be a really hurtful lesson that she's going to learn. And I wasn't quite sure what it was going to be. Like, I wasn't quite sure if the, the daughter was going to be scared of her or or what. But what happens is she sits down and the, the girl's playing with some dolls and she's like, oh, this is the mum and daughter. And oh, the daughter's scared because she doesn't want her mum to get taken away. And she's like, oh, no, don't you worry. And she gives a little speech. And then the replacement Maeve, who's been her mother now, shows mm. up similar sort of haircut and it's like okay she was just i thought it was so like like obvious that this was going to happen yeah. she, like, like, I, I, but maybe it never, it never crossed her mind I, I think for me i wasn't sure until she got here because before she got here i wasn't sure if the daughter was still in the same story like i, I thought she might be in a completely different scenario Oh, I think the reason that I that I, I was always assuming she was still here is when she told you know Sizemore I'm mm. looking for my daughter. He immediately knows where she is. Like he, she's still there, right? No, that's fair. No, that's fair. Because uh, I, I was half expecting to get to her and she, like no, no, she's in a different plot now. Now she's uh, I don't know. <laughs> like no, 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 she mm. works for the stable in the town or something like that. Whatever. Uh, but. Like so, so this is like a really hurtful moment, and you can see it in Maeve's face where she's kind of comprehending, and like, because I think it represents. No, it's not going this way because the, the the mother clearly is 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 dying by the Ghost Nation's hand. Uh, but she she has this moment, and I was thinking as she's staring and the music swelling up that, like, do, can does, she has to acknowledge that this new version of the mother also has equal entitlement to her daughter that she, that she right. does. Right, and, and she can't force the daughter to come with her because that, yeah. defi- you know, it, it goes against the whole point of the free will. Yeah, because part of me was thinking as she was walking up as well that whatever the lesson was going to be is she was going to choose to not take the daughter. She was going to basically learn that, no, I can't because it doesn't work. You know, it, like, as much as, selfish. I th- yeah. Yeah, as much as I think of her as my daughter and as much as I care about her in a real sense she doesn't just belong to me and I can't just do that. Like, I thought that that was going to be the choice. Instead, the Ghost Nation show up, all hell breaks loose, and she kind of, like, just grabs the daughter and runs out of safety. Uh, Interestingly, though, Ghost Nation leader corners her and says, you must come with us. Yeah, we're on the same path. Yeah, he doesn't want to hurt her. But then she says, in his language, which, by the way, she's, you know, spouting out lots of languages these days, uh, Thandie Newton's done done some practice. (laughs) I wonder wonder how many, like, helpers... Because, obviously, I assume that you'll have a different person helping her, like, you know, with the dialect for each one. Because, I mean, I assume she doesn't speak all these languages anyway. I mean, I, I assume she just, they, they put it in the script phonetically. For oh, her. I'm sure. No, but they still have someone making sure she's saying it properly. Oh, there'll be someone there making sure, yeah. yeah. Like, they'll have someone kind of, like, talk her through it and like, listen to it a few times and be like, okay, this is how you say this. Yeah, but this one is only, it's only one line that she's saying. So. Oh, that's true, that's true. But I just wonder how many other worlds do we go to? And, uh, that's a fair question. Yeah, how, how many other languages does she spit out? But he, uh, yeah, so on the same path, and she's like, oh, you're not, your path leads to hell, or whatever she says, something to that effect. Yeah. Um, so again, I'm really curious. It leaves, leaves us off in this really interesting place. Okay, because we've been speculating about what the Ghost Nation really are and what their real purpose is. Yeah, because uh, they've been doing their own thing. They're so separate, but... 
Because up until then, now, they've only been interested in taking the human beings. And not killing them, they've just been taking them. No, but they've been killing the hosts, but they've been keeping the humans safe. And it's interesting at this point that... Do, do they consider her a, a human at this point, almost? Like, they recognise that she has the free will and is, isn't... To, just to be put down? Either they mistake her for a human because she's human enough at this point with her free will, or they were always programmed to recognise which hosts were going to be... Mm. You know, like, let's say Ford was predicting a lot of this. He was programmed, no, put down the ones that are just drones that don't have any free will, but save the ones that are actually, uh, yeah. you know, that have awakened, if you will. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, because that was always the path that he wanted them to, to go on eventually. Yeah. So, no, a lot, a lot of interesting possibilities there. Um, it's fine, because we started with the, the, the Cradle stuff and the the Ford reveal, which obviously is the big stuff. And obviously, I'm expecting a lot of Ford next episode uh, in the Cradle yeah. list. Yeah. That, or they do a complete dick move and we get none of it next episode and it's all the one after. <laughs> you know what they did with the Shogun tease? Yeah, yeah. They made us wait an extra episode. Yeah, it's yeah. possible. But hey, I'm just saying, episode seven was the big one last year, so I'm just next week might be might might yeah, be important. Might, might. Not that there's any reason why seven has to be the one again, but no. But uh, I, I, I'm excited by the possibilities. I I think um, this cradle stuff is very interesting, especially why does Dolores want Bernard to become Arnold? Why does she want that? That fascinates me as a character. The motivation. It is. It's because. Uh, She's she's appearing as you know as De- you know quaint Dolores in the blue dress. Yeah, she's pretending for the benefit of him reliving the memory. Yeah, she's just playing the part. Which is really fascinating—the idea of a host pretending to be a regular host, but actually knowing what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Until oh, they can man. strike or whatever, you know, like too many layers. Lots of layers, 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 layers. Uh, so oh, fascinating. So yeah, a, a bit, a, a bit of a maybe overstuffed episode that, that stopped it from flowing as well as it maybe it has done in the past but uh, most of the individual parts were really fascinating and I, I love by we didn't even mention that the man in black uh, agreed because Grace made you know it's like hey like like I'll start to forgive you if you come with me like I don't want to have you end up like dying in some blaze of glory and you know essentially leaving me without any appearance S- suicide by robot yeah she, she wants him to maybe start to make amends and he's like oh we'll be even and she's like no it's a start and it's like no she wants to build a bridge she's there to build a bridge with her father and he agrees and then she wakes up in the morning and he's he's pissed off yeah. <laughs> with everyone Class, classic man in black mm-hmm. I, I also love the moment where he, he starts getting a, a drink and she's like well, I, I thought you don't, you don't drink he's like, uh, he's like oh not, not at home you don't yeah not in the real world but yeah. here yeah I thought it was a nice touch well, that's a nice touch. So, uh, no, but, you know, I think there's a lot of great stuff in this episode, and I, I was excited by a lot of different things, especially everything with Bernard and Dolores. Oh, definitely. So, and obviously Ford. So, uh, that that has been episode episode six of Westworld season two. So, by all means, let us know what you think of this one in the comments below. Do give us your theories and your thoughts and, thoughts and feelings. Uh, like and subscribe, all that stuff. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. Uh, you can get a link to that in the description. Uh, otherwise, get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz. Uh, you know, like, subscribe, all the usual things. But otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV. Have you got any vanilla? <laughs>